thinking this bitch this absolute bitch left us with no content for a week I'm shook I'm shook at myself like I love doing these so much that I can't believe I went a week without talking absolute shite in a room by myself but we're back we're back last week as you all know pubs restaurants back open that only meant one bloody thing. Who was at the front of the queue? Waiting, waiting, anticipating for a few drinks, a few cocktails and a bit of grub. You know it was this girl. Of course it was this girl. I've been out every night since Thursday. Absolutely disgraceful behaviour. I'm out for dinner tomorrow. I'm out for dinner on Thursday. Probably, probably, I'm going to call it, I'll probably be out for dinner this bloody weekend once again. But on a, on a very important note, on Friday night, I went to an amazing place in Bray called Fika that one of the loves of my lives, one of my best friends, Romy, and her gorgeous boyfriend have opened, Alan, and it's 10 out of 10. It's 10 out of bloody 10. The cocktails are sexual and the food is just absolutely incredible. So if anywhere, anyone's looking for anyone to go date night, night out with the girls or with the guys, you know where to bloody go. So now, I have a concern. I have a concern. I have a question to ask. And in order to answer this question, I fully need to slide into fucking Leo's DMs and just be like, Leo, when can I go on a date? When can I go on a bloody date, Leo? Yeah, okay, great, yeah, restaurants are open. Okay, great, yeah, I'm allowed to get on public transport. I'm allowed to go to the fucking cinema. I'm allowed to leave the 5K. That's great. I'm delighted. But when can I go and get my bloody bit? When can I go on a date and be wined and dined and have a fucking 10 out of 10 night? Like when? When am I allowed? Like I'm fully contemplating messaging him. Even though me whole, which I'm not, we're not going to get political here. We're just not going to do it. But at the same time, my politics just comes down to, are they a looker? Do do does my heart race a little when they come on the television? And let me tell you something, Leo's speeches were the highlight of choir for me. He there's just something. There's just something about him. He gets me going. When he literally was working in the hospitals and became a frontline worker himself, he might as well have been doing fucking heart surgery. He might as well have been a bloody surgeon because let me tell you one thing, I was all over it like a bloody rash. I just, I just really fancy him. I don't know what it is, but there's something about him that gets me bloody going. So even though he was probably behind a bloody computer clicking and clacking, literally just doing admin, I fully was like, oh my God, oh my God, he is saving lives, saving lives by the second. And you know what? If I went in and Leo was my doctor, 10 out of 10, I'd be bloody delighted to see him. I'd be like, oh, I think I have a pain. Actually, no, actually, I can't. I can't say what I was going to say. He used to be teaching. I can't. I can't go there. Or can I? God, I know I can't. I can't. But anyway, speaking of doctors, actually, on okay, this is completely 
off topic, but here we go. Here we bloody go. Speaking of doctors, has anybody had really awkward experiences with doctors? Because I have. I feel like I literally need to have a podcast just about awkward experiences with doctors. So I used to go to a doctor in Greystones and she was literally the most awkward person in the world, like would make your skin crawl. Now you all know, you're all my friends now. You know me. You know Martha does not do awkward. It's not in my vocab. This woman, literally I'd show up and I couldn't tell her what was wrong with me because I just feel so fucking awkward. But anyway, one day I went to her and I was trying to move on to like a different pill. Oi, bloody oi. Don't need to be on the pill right now. Also... Do you notice whenever you go and you're like seeing somebody and you've, you know, gotten down to the nitte gritte and you're like, okay, I'll go on the pill because realistically we're done with the fucking condom vibe. And then you go on it and then you literally end things five seconds after you leave the doctors or you just end up never having sex with them again. Or I don't know, it just, sex is no longer in the equation and now you're on the pill for no fucking reason because that happens to me all the time and it's honestly cell destroying like it's so sad when it happens but anyway so I go to this doctor who honestly is so awkward like I, I it's more awkward than first dates the show like I feel like I'm on an episode of fucking first dates and I'm just at the doctor so I go to the doctor and I'm sitting there and she's going through all these different pills blah 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 and then she goes to me so he's actually active and I go well Maria I'm trying my best like she didn't even smile. She didn't even smile. Like I saw a meme of that and thought it was fucking gas. And I was like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to use that in real life. The opportunity came, I used it. And it went, like it could not have gone any worse. The rest of the time I was there, she did not look me in the eyes once because she was so disgusted by that comment. Another time I had to go into Vincent's to get um a boob ultrasound. So they like do an ultrasound, but on your boob. And I was in there. Before I go in, I'm literally sitting beside these women talking about like th- their breast cancer and like, you know, people losing their boobs. And I was sitting there, I was like, oh my God, here we go, here we go. Like for fuck's sake, 23 and a boob, I'm gonna, it's, it's getting taken off, let's be honest. So I go into the doctors and this guy comes in. Sorry, there was a woman there and she was like in her 50s and she was like chatting to me about my future, having proper lols, great woman. All of a sudden, of course, oh bloody course, a guy comes in, I'd say 25, really good looking, from South County Dublin, looked familiar, but like I didn't know him. So anyway, he comes in and he's like, ask him all these questions, what's your date of birth, what's your name, where are you from, what's your favourite fucking colour, all these questions. I'm sitting there and he looks at me and he goes, okay, so if you could just remove your clothing from your waist up, that would be great. And I look at him, I go, you could buy me a drink first. He didn't even smile. Like, I'm just trying to make these situations less awkward. I'm trying to have a bit of a laugh. Like, yes, I know some of you are listening to this and be like, oh my God, she needs to be put down. That is not funny. That is absolutely disgraceful. But like, come on, come on. Another time I had all my moles checked and my sister had got it done before me. She came out bawling crying. She's like, oh my God, Martha, you have to get naked. You have to get fully naked. So I went in and I was like, grand. So the woman's there once again asking my name, asking my address, asking my date of birth and I just start stripping, fully stripping. She was like, oh, normally we pull a curtain for you to go behind to strip and I was like, well, like, if I'm going to be stripping in fucking two minutes, what's the difference me just stripping now? You're going to be seeing me without the curtain anyway. So I start stripping and then I take my underwear off and she was like, oh, um, um, normally we actually don't get people to take their underwear off. 
I was like, okay, so you tell me this now when I'm standing here with my bloody arse in your face. Like, is this a bloody joke? I, but anyway, I stayed with my underwear off. I was like, Asher, look, I might have a few moles in my bum. Have a look there. Like, moles? Yeah, I said bells, moles. Moles in my bum. Have a look there. So anyway, doctors, just so bloody awkward. But to say that was the biggest, like, distraction and just got me so off what I was trying to say there. Sure, look, sure, listen. A bit of comic relief. We all need it. I feel like everybody's in a bit of a pisser these days. Has anybody else noticed that? Are your family kind of pissing you off? Are your friends being all a bit like grumpy? I've kind of noticed this a little bit with a few people. And by a few people, I mean with myself. I've been a grumpy bitch the last few days. This weather. No, no, no. No, no. I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. Bring back the sunshine. I didn't even get sunburn this year. And I'm a queen for the old sunburn. So like I just need the sun back. But anyway, today we are going to pretend it's bloody sunny outside and I'm going to bring you on a trip to when sunshine was in my life because we are going to start the summer romances. This summer loving is about to commence. So I've decided I'm going to start this off with like when I was like much, much younger. So now I know I've already told you about the Italy experience with Sean, my brother telling me that he didn't fancy me when actually my brother never asked. So Sean, if you're listening, I'm still fucking waiting for you to slide into the DMs. I know you're from Cork, but still, like you can make the commute. You're allowed to, we're allowed to break the 20, the 5K. Is it 20K now? Ah, sure, fuck it. You can break it for me, Sean. So anyway, I used to go to a hotel in Portugal. I was literally there last year. Like we go every single summer, me and the fam, and there was always loads of young people there. So one of the guys there, he was like one of the first guys I ever fancied was Adam. Now I mentioned Adam before because he's from Ireland. He came back into the equation before I met James, the love of my life, and the most iconic boyfriend I had, not the boring one, the one before that. And then Adam, I was seeing him. So I fell in love with him in Portugal, but nothing happened and then I came home and we were seeing each other so that was pretty iconic but more iconic than him was Yuri who you all know about the guy my rejection podcast guys if you haven't listened to these go back and listen I don't know what you're doing here like go back and have a cheeky little listen so they were like two iconic stories in Portugal boys that I fancied you know the way it goes every year there was somebody new like I always had to have a bit of a love interest but one year one year took the bloody biscuit. So we're, we rock up at the hotel, seeing all my friends, seeing my gang, having a great time. And all of a sudden, this massive group of English boys arrive. There could have been girls, but they are irrelevant boys arrive to play tennis so there was like the Algarve open and it was on in our hotel so all of these English people were staying in the hotel they were playing tennis and one of them was literally a fucking model like they were all gorgeous and really fit and tanned and gorgeous but like there was one guy that literally just caught my eye to this day I still follow him on Instagram like oh my god he's literally the hottest person in the world and his girlfriend that's all we have to say on the matter about his girlfriend. So if he's listening to this, please get in contact. I wonder if I could use his real name because like he's never going to listen to this. And like, if he does, I can just like, I don't know, should I? Maybe I shouldn't. But he's such like a cool name. I felt like he like a famous name. Do you know what I mean? Okay, what name will we give him? We'll just call him, what will we call him? Oh, do you know what we'll call him? We'll call him Federer. We'll call him Federer because he's a tennis player. So anyway, Federer rocks up at the hotel and oh my god literally my legs are shaking I'm sweating I'm literally obsessed so 
you girls and boys know me. I always am the first to make the first move. I'm always an eager beaver. If I want something, I'm gonna go and get it. So I'm there with my friend and like to say, this was like one of the most awkward phases of my life. The way I looked, I'll have to find a photo for the Instagram post, but my God, the pink tails were still in action. Do you know what I mean? Like that translucent white skin that I would like radiate my my paleness onto anyone who walked by me and um, hadn't started plucking my eyebrows. Like a really like acne prone stage in my life. So, you know, I'm sure he was all eyes on me in the center of the ring. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, they're all in the pool one day and I'm like, hey, fuck this. I'm like to my friend Sophie, I'm like, fuck this, I'm going over. So of course I swim over, probably nearly drowning on the way over, literally doing like my doggy paddle to get over to him. And I just start chatting to them. So we start chatting and we're all getting on really well. They're really nice. So then my friend Sophie's like, okay, I fancy one of them as well. So I fancied one, she fancied one, and we were gonna get this going. Now, Sophie is like a goddess model. She's a superstar singer now, but like, she was just always gorgeous. She was two years younger than me and she looked four years older than me. She was always so mature, so cool, stylish, skinny, tanned, blonde, gorgeous. I, on the other hand, let me just say, like, I kind of resembled, you know, the kid in Matilda. Is it Matilda? That, maybe it's not Matilda. What is that movie? I think it is Matilda. That eats the chocolate cake. Who's a boy. But I resembled him in a girl version. That's the only way I could kind of do a comparison without offending anyone but myself. But yeah, I kind of looked a bit like him. So I knew Sophie was gonna get with this boy. I was like, it's gonna happen. But I just need to put factor 50 on, literally, so I didn't get somewhere, but factor 50 on and just give it all I got. So like on the nights, we'd be all like in like the lounge of the hotel and I'd go over and I'd be chatting to him. We'd be having lols. We got on so well. But one day, one day I went above and beyond. So he had a tennis match and I was like, Sophie, I'm gonna go to his match. And Sophie's like, Martha, Martha. That's how she says my name. She's like, Martha. And she was like, you can't, that's way too forward, Martha. And I was like, no, fuck it. Like, I need to be forward. Like, it's the only way I'm going to stand a chance here. So anyway, I go to the match. And I remember, like, halfway during the match, he kind of saw me there. gave me a bit of wave. I gave him a wave. Like, literally fanny flutters. And I was like, this is it. Like, I'm his girlfriend at his match, supporting him. Like, we're here for it. We love it. This is what we came for. So that night he is in the hotel and we're out in the lounge and we're chit-chatting and there's like a massive group of us so anyway I think he was like I have to go like get something from my room and I was like so do I I must go to my room as well I must accompany you to your room like oh my god it's gonna happen now at the time let me just let me just confirm I was probably like 14 so I certainly was not heading up to his room for about wow wow even though like I wish I did because I haven't seen him since and he was just so bloody gorgeous like I should have hopped on that but anyway so went up to his room we're having laws and everything then we're coming back down on the lift and like there was a bit of a philanter. I was like, is this gonna happen? Like I think it actually, like I might get with an absolute movie star. Like this is unbelievable. So anyway, we get out of the lift and we walk back to the lounge. We're there with people, everyone's chit-chatting. And all of a sudden, like one by one, everyone started going to bed, but like neither of us were. And I was like, I'm not fucking going to bed. I'm staying up all night if it gets me time alone with this boy. So finally, it's just us two. And at this stage, Sophie had realized that her and her boy like just weren't gonna work out. I don't really know what happened there. Maybe they did get together, but I don't think they did. I don't think it worked out in the end. But 
I kind of had hope for me and Fedra. So I can't believe I've called with that. Anyway, so we're sitting on the couches, everyone's gone to bed and we're there chatting away and all of a sudden he starts to lean in and I was like, I was like, fuck me, this boy's standards must be so fucking low right now that he's actually contemplating this happening. But you heard it here first ladies and gents I don't fucking like you he leans in and we fucking kiss and like it's a proper it's a proper shit and like oh my god I actually was shook like I couldn't breathe the whole time we were kissing like my mouth got so dry because like I literally couldn't breathe and I was literally like thought I was having a heart attack I was having a heart palpitation so I was like sweating I was in this dress that did not fucking fit me I repeat it did not fucking fit me and anyway it was just iconic maybe I was like 15 or 16 but anyway we kissed and I was literally like like literally told everyone I fucking told the receptionist I told the waiters I told the maids I was like have you heard have you fucking heard yeah the famous fucking tennis player the hot guy he kissed me no one believed me no one fucking believed me to this day I still don't even think Sophie really believes me but like it fucking happened it fucking happened actually no she does because we were fucking buzzing about it for so long but anyway it was so iconic like so iconic so now on top of this Sophie and I were always in love with the pool boys so there's two pool boys they'll never listen to this if they do couldn't give a shit Andre and Joao Joao wow wow and he they were twins so they were twins so we were like one for you one for me absolutely iconic so anyway we're obsessed with these pool boys and to be honest, I was like, nothing's ever going to come from this. But like every year we'd go, there would be like a bit of flanter, like a bit of fun that we'd literally like get our towel and like fuck our towel in the pool and be like, oh, our towel's wet. We need a new one just so we could talk to them. Like that's how desperate we'd gotten at this point. But funny enough, Sophie went back to Portugal a few years ago and who slid in her DMs? Bloody Andre. Did Andre slide into mine? No. Did Joao slide into mine? No. But it didn't fucking matter because I'd gotten fed her up. Federa was literally the love of my life. I actually think I have a photo of us on my Facebook. I must go investigate. Anybody out there who wants to know what Federa looked like, because you're girls and boys, girls and boys, you're going to be fucking shook because you will never ever believe that he kissed me, but he did. He fucking kissed me, and do you know what? One of the best moments of my life. To this day, I think I'm gonna have to bring it up at my wedding just because it was so fucking iconic. Okay, I am actually the biggest gobshite in the world. So I just finished recording this, putting it all together, went onto my Facebook to look for photos. By the way, I was definitely like 16 or 17 at this time, not 14, so scratch that. But I completely forgot about the absolute love of my life and the most iconic story ever from Portugal. I don't know how I forgot about him. It's probably because we're like friends now, well, friends-ish, that I kind of forgot about him. But anyway, so am I gonna name and shame Ah, fuck it. He'll love it. Okay, so in Portugal, the same year. Oh my God. It was the same year. Okay, so there was Fedra, who was called Alex. God, fuck it. I'll give you his name. And then there was another Alex, who became a very good friend of mine. So I had two Alexes on the go at once. Would you look at me? So anyway, basically, the other Alex was like in our crew from England, really tall, tanned, good looking, in my opinion, I thought he was bloody gorgeous, and still do if he's listening, no, I'm only joking, we're friends now, but at the time, I was madly loved him, like, so my type, and I was fully obsessed, so anyway, me and Alex were literally, like, two peas in a pod, even though I was in love with this, uh, Fedra, professional tennis player, 
the Alex, the real Alex. We'll call him the real Alex because even though they, they were both called Alex, they were both hot and one was a professional tennis player and was literally famous. This Alex had the personality, which is what we all want to need at the end of the day. It was such good crack. We got on so well and we were just literally like bestos. So anyway, this Alex we would like be chatting at the pool, we'd be having laws at the night time, but what set him apart from the rest was Alex and I, if you're listening to this Alex, how fucking gas is this? But anyway, we used to go to the restaurant in the hotel when it was closed and there was a piano, so we'd go and we'd sit down and and she would play piano for me and sing to me like girls and boys this isn't real fucking life like these things just don't happen to normal people but it fucking happened to me so yeah we used to go and he'd sing to me and it would be so romantic I remember watching he used to sing he used to sing angels I think Robbie Williams like 10 out of bloody 10 so anyway one night we went to the karaoke bar and we were in the bar and we were singing summer loving having a blast and I was like summer loving is having me a bloody blast Alex so I was taking all of this very literal that he was clearly enough with me but like fair he used to bring me just us two to a piano and fucking serenade me with his fucking singing nights out me and him at the karaoke bar singing dancing a flirting I, th- I think we sang don't you want me baby as well a fucking great song and then I remember one night we were singing and bars the famous bars my dad walks into the karaoke bar and to this day he'll be like do you remember your boyfriend Alex that you used to sing Summer Loving With I'm like Barry I do remember him I remember him fucking well but clearly not well enough to have him in the story about summer romances in Portugal but anyway I was mad in love with them everyone knew I was in love with them like I was proper obsessed just there's something about like now if English people are listening, I'm sorry. I am sorry. But you know it's true. You have nothing on the Irish banter. You just don't. I'm sorry to say it is, but you just, you'll never be on our level of banter. But there is something sexy and appealing about like the English accent and like English boys are kind of like sometimes kind of assholes. Like so are Irish boys, but like they're a bit like play hard to get, which I love. I adore. But um yeah so we're literally madly love like him singing to me like it was 10 out of 10 us getting on during the day we were literally such good friends and then on the last day we it was my I was leaving at like 10 o'clock in the morning it was like 9 and he was like oh let's go down and have one last like sing song in the restaurant so he went down and he was playing the piano and singing to me and I was like Martha tell him you like him 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 it was in my head I was gonna do it at the end like literally we were about to kiss like we were about to kiss like everyone was like oh they're gone off to kiss like they're gone off to have a little quickie in the bloody restaurant before she heads home oi bloody oi but I didn't say it I didn't have the fucking courage to say it. To this day, I don't know if he knows that I ever liked him. Probably a fucking good thing because he would have ran to the fucking hills. He would have ran to the hills. But um, yeah, no, I never said it to him. I don't think. Maybe I did. Alex, if you're listening to this, can you confirm whether I told you or not? And I will I will give the listeners what they need to know and give them the goss. But um, yeah, it was so cute. I don't think a boy has sang to me since. If there's any boys out there who are interested, can you just fucking come to my house and stand outside my house and sing to me? Because I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. You won't be single for long if you come and do that now. 
But anyway, we have big news. So I've decided that I am going to start doing a new type of podcast that is basically going to be me putting up a box on my Instagram stories of what you guys want me to talk about. And I'm going to come on and do a podcast giving you guys advice about something. So I've already recorded one and the topic was people, a lot of people have been getting on to me going through like a dry spell during choir. Obviously, unless you're in a relationship, aren't we fucking all? But also people saying like they haven't got with somebody in like a year or two and they're a bit anxious about it and they think they'll be shit in bed or they won't know to kiss someone and blah, 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 blah. So basically, I've made a podcast to come on and just talk about that kind of thing. So I'm going to be putting that up someday this week and the new podcast are going to be called getting down with the nitty gritty just see what I did there so anyway stay tuned for that if you've anything that you want me to come on and talk about and give you advice about get on to me slide into the dms also also I've heard through the grapevine there's been a few bloody success stories on tinder hinge and bumble because of me literally forcing people to get tinder again and these fuckers haven't messaged me to say thank you and to invite me to the fucking wedding where are you guys where are you because i've heard from other people that certain people listening to this i don't know them so maybe they're embarrassed to message me but don't be everybody feel free i love when i get messages makes my day but if you've met somebody because I gave you inspiration to go and get Tinder or Hinge or Bumble, I need to bloody hear about it. And I need to be invited to the wedding. Thanking you. I'll see you soon. Love ya, Mars.